Welcome everybody to the Just a Hannah podcast show. I have Moeti Nupi on the uh, our next episode, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about cryptocurrency, uh, everything that's in his space. He's uh, been around. I met him back in 2010 um, from Florida State University, and he's a mathematician. Is that right, Moeti? A statistician, but you know, close enough. Oh, okay. He's good yeah. with numbers. <laughs> he's really, really good yeah. with numbers. I think he's so good with numbers. I think we're going to find out how good in a second, but we're all going to need to pay attention. All right. So, um, Moody, tell me a little bit about, about yourself. How did you get into being a, a statistician? Okay. So, um, at, well, really, it's kind of, a, uh, I guess, a, a family lineage. My, my father was, a, was the first statistician of the family. So he's from Zimbabwe. And uh, he immigrated to uh, the United States in the 70s and got a PhD in statistics. So I kind of grew up in an academic household where um, my dad was a, a professor of statistics and my mom was a uh, professor of computer science. So I grew up on a college campus and I didn't initially expect to go into statistics, but it just so happened that I got an opportunity to, um, you know, to uh, Florida State offered me a uh, scholarship when they saw a, a talk that I, I gave and they said, hey, you know, as you, as you come to our program, then we'll basically give you a full ride and like pay for you to um, come here. I'm like, well, you know, I didn't really have any, anything else going on. And, you know, it kind of felt natural. So that's how I kind of uh, stumbled into like the, the actual statistics realm. And I, it's, it's just kind of flourished from there. Wow. That's how I wish uh, I'm going to SMU right now as we speak. And I wish they would have told me, Hey, if you come here, we'll give you a full ride. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting <laughs> So here's, the, here's like one of these uh, things that people, it's kind of like these uh, um, hidden secrets of college where, especially in the United States, is that especially in like the STEM areas of like physics, math, statistics, engineering, a lot of times these colleges had a very difficult time recruiting Americans to um, these programs. And so they would, you know, recruit immigrants from overseas. So if you were an American that was willing to go get like a graduate degree in like math or statistics, then most of the time you don't pay to get a master's or a PhD in these programs. You know, often if you get into the program, there's some type of assistantship or, uh, you know, fellowship that will actually pay or a very reduced tuition. But you also there's opportunities to like work in an apartment where you might make like 18 or $20,000 a year. but hey, you know, you're essentially, you know, you're not taking out student loan debt um, and, you know, or very little. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. And, they, and, they, and there are still programs out there today like that. I know that my older brother and my younger sister both benefited from going that route. I will definitely check that out on my next, uh, my next academic path uh, once I figure out my <laughs> master's. Uh, what, what was the talk that they heard you uh that you give. What was that? Oh, well, that's interesting too. So, um, I, uh, so I, I actually was studying math initially at, at, um, the university of West Florida in Pensacola. And for my grad, um, my senior thesis, I did it on option pricing, which is basically, you know, in finance where people can trade options. And I basically wrote a paper on how to price these things. And, you know, it was a uh, it was kind of a quantitative talk where there there's a lot of math and statistics, statistics that goes into pricing options, and so um, it was very unique. They they never really had a presentation like that before in the department, and all the departments from 
around Florida kind of came to this one talk. And I guess it kind of interested them like, hey, you know, here goes somebody who might be able to contribute something different to our department. And so their, uh, you know, their secretary basically reached out to me and said, you know, come, why don't you apply? And, you know, we'd love to have you in the program. And, you know, before then, I was actually planning on going to the Navy. I had um, I was uh, the Navy had a nuclear program and I had taken the ASVAB and, you know, was essentially <laughs> going to be on a submarine like for eight months of the year, whatever they, they were talking about. Um, you know, yes, I pretty much signed up for that, but then this opportunity came along and, you know, I I completely changed the trajectory of my life. No, that's, that's crazy. And that's even more, it's many more blessings just to be able to have a a presentation like that, where it, you know, impacted so many people, especially in the academic world where they actually reached out to you. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been a story in my life a lot where there's always been like one thing that's like completely shifted like you know what's that the butterfly effect you know <laughs> you flap your wings and your life goes in a completely different direction my life has been like that <laughs> no it's it's real it's real yeah uh, a lot of people don't realize you know how opportunity and energy and preparation kind of all just meet one another and um you know it kind of just shapes the outcome of where we're going to go so after you did that presentation you got into florida state this was for a graduate program right Yes. Okay. And then what happened next? I see. Um, how'd you use your, your math, your statistician skills? Okay. Yeah. So um, I basically uh, spent about four and a half years, something like that at Florida State. You know, uh, I got my PhD and um, another random circumstance is that um, I was applying for jobs. And then my roommate had called me like, hey, you know, they're having this job fair. And I was not even thinking about going to the job fair. But, you know, the last time I said, you know what, what the heck, I might as well go. And I just I just threw on like a, a suit and went to the job fair. And then, you know, I actually met the recruiter who um, for the company that I'm at now. Um, and, that, you know, essentially, uh, you know, because I just showed up, you know, they, they basically like my brother May. They said, hey, you know, we definitely want you to um, to um, to come to our, our program. And they were located in uh, Juneau Beach, which is basically South Florida. So I basically, I finished up my dissertation and, you know, headed straight down. I mean, literally, I defended my dissertation on like a Friday and I started work on a Monday. So I, there was like no, <laughs> no gap between, um, you know, school and, and work. Um, but, you know, I, I, was, I was really excited. I really wanted to go um, in the workplace. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of worked out. and. Um, I guess when I started working, I don't do, do you want me to go into like when I first heard about Bitcoin or just, or, or just, just the work? Well, just, I mean, it's, it's all going to lead to one another because I'm sure okay. what you do at work kind of transferred over to how you probably got into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, right? Yes. in in some ways, um, because essentially, you know, I, I worked on a trade floor and, okay. you know, on the trade floor, you're basically paying attention to prices and, you know, surfing the internet, <laughs> you know, it's right. kind of like keeping yourself busy. And, you know, so I would basically, you know, just do my job and then kind of just, you know, see what's going on with the news. There were a couple of blogs I used to follow. Uh, one was a political blog um, by this guy named Andrew Sullivan. And I remember reading it one day and he was talking about this new, like, this is back in 2011. And he had this article about like this new internet currency that came out that was called like Bitcoin. And, and I was like, oh, Bitcoin, that, that sounds interesting. So, you know, I kind of Googled it and I came across the Bitcoin white paper 
And I remember reading, I still to this day remember reading the abstract for the first time. And I started reading it. Now, you know, I'm going to be honest, like, and, and I, I think most people like this. We, I read the paper and like, I did not understand, you know, and I'm a quantitative person, but I still did not understand all like the technical details of the paper. I'm like, this stuff is going above my head. But I understood enough to get the idea that something, that they're doing something different here. Because, I, you know, you don't really hear people talking about money. Like, you, you know, you hear people talking about, you know, uh, you know, making money. But like, you know, right. I never saw a paper of like somebody's actually really like redefining what money is. So, you know, and then, then the whole idea of a peer to peer, I remember seeing that. And I've always been a big fan of peer to peer networks, you know, especially from the Napster days and, you know, seeing how that changed the music industry. So when I heard it was a peer to peer network for money, I'm like, this is, that just sounded very interesting. So, you know, I started doing a lot of research into it. And then, you know, I discovered, uh, they have a, a forum called Bitcoin Talk, and that forum was, uh, you know, where, you know, there was in the early days, there was a lot of like early uh, Bitcoiners that um, kind of like congregated in that, in that forum. And that's when I started learning even more about it. I started getting really excited. Um, so, and, so, you know. so you were there from the very, you were kind of in at the very roughly beginning stages of Bitcoin as far as being able to find out yeah. about it. I would say that, you know, I would say like, you know, uh, it, it, I measure it by like the price that you first bought in the Bitcoin. That's, That's how fair. I kind of measure like the date because there were some people who bought in sub one dollar. I didn't know about Bitcoin in the sub one dollar days. I found out about it when it was in the two dollar range. And that's, that was still kind of early. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's way earlier than me. I think I got into Bitcoin maybe when it was about eight hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, was, I mean, but you know, there's still so much money. What's what's interesting though is that a lot of the people who found out about it in the hundred dollar range, they tended to be the ones who made the most money. You know, um, as a matter like the early adopters, I would say most of the early adopters probably are still working. <laughs> like they did not make enough money to retire because it was so new, and it was you know you know sometimes when you're in the scene where only a few people know about it, and it's it is so nerdy. Everybody else thinks it's like you know this like super tech geek thing, so you don't even take it seriously because nobody in finance is taking it seriously. You know, the yeah. only during that time. You know, there was only like uh, one or two sites you could buy Bitcoin. One was called like, I mean, I think Mt. Gox may have been around. There's another one that people forgot about called we Fear Watch, which was uh, there was uh, this, uh, this company called Second Life, where you could basically create like a digital character and like, you know, live on online or something like that. But anyways, they had a market where they would actually like trade Bitcoin. And so there were these it was just very weird. Like the, the, all the markets that were available, like you could purchase Bitcoin with the PayPal back then. And, and it was, there was no like regulation. So nobody knew what it was. Nobody took it seriously. So, you know, people were just creating like exchanges and, you know, it, it was kind of, it was a wild west. It really was. But again, like, you know, you're handling, cause I, I, I had, you know, my hands on hundreds of Bitcoins, but I remember like it was, I would just give them away, you know, cause it was, uh, it was just kind of like a gag. Right. Just to see what it's evolved to is it, it, truly amazing. And so what, what made you get kind of what, how long have you been following Bitcoin? Have you always been in the market since you got back into it? I mean, it sounds like you kind of ended back in the early, what, 2013 time? Yeah, 20, so 20, yeah, I, I kind of went in and out. So 
2011, I first heard about it, um, and I got really involved. I actually, um, I created a website, I think in 2012 or 2013. I ran it for about a year. It was called MokiMarket.com. And this okay. website where I said, you know, I'm going to try and become like the first penny auction website because penny auctions were really big back then. And I, I said, this. well, I'm gonna create, yeah. I said, I'm going to create the first one that accepts Bitcoin. And I just, for some reason, I said, you know, I just want to have that record. So, you know, I went out and, you know, just, you know, had like these designers like develop the website for me. And, you know, I said, I want to make sure that people can like, you know, use Bitcoin on this website. And, you know, we were just like, you know, having posting on random auctions and stuff like that. And, and it was pretty popular. I probably had about a thousand users. You know, we were, you know, we were um, having an auction for like 10 Bitcoin, you know, just like crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, again, the back then they were like they were nothing. So you know, we were just you know auctioning them off and accepting Bitcoin. It had tons coming in, and I actually I remember I registered the um the domain name Micro Bitcoins, um, MicroBitcoins.com. That um, I registered a domain name back in 2011. I sold that for 10 Bitcoins um, back in the day. I wish I kept that, but you know, so you know, I kind of yeah. was just dealing with like website stuff. I think in 2013. I kind of cashed out. Um, I was getting burnt. I, you know, I closed down the website. I sold um, pretty much everything I had in Bitcoin and I bought some real estate with it. And I just kind of just like cashed out. Um, and I didn't really get back into it that much until I want to say like 2019. Like I will follow awesome. it okay. off and on, you know, like I think maybe like in the 2016, 2017, I, I kind of got in, a, a, you know, a little bit, but I never really like uh, I, I didn't really get involved in the infrastructure um, until recently. Like now I'm kind of getting right back into the infrastructure of like cryptocurrency because I, I think there's a lot of new things that are that are happening that I mean, in my opinion, I think are, are even more interesting than Bitcoin in some ways. So, you know, I, I feel like the, the passion um, had left me for, for a while, but the passion is back. I've, I've definitely been there. Uh, I got into Ethereum mining when it was very, very new and young. Had mining farms. I had a whole warehouse with hundreds and hundreds of graphics cards. Um, huh. At some point, I probably had the biggest mining uh, warehouse in North America until people really caught on and had more money to invest in infrastructure. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, no. And it was interesting because you're a lot of people didn't understand what mining actually was and it was kind of hard to explain to people when I until I got a, a grasp on it and it's the same thing for Bitcoin and a lot of other cryptocurrencies that use the same type of uh, protocol which you know I try to explain to people that mining is more sort of like you know how you have your merchant accounts like Visa Discover MasterCard yes and they're the ones who are validating and sending these transactions back and forth from the the actual retail location or the online location to check to see if this person has the funds and then yes. they transfer it from the bank to the merchant or vice versa. Um, mm -hmm. That's how I had to end up explaining how mining worked. Um, but, you know, there's extra layers on even on top of that on how mining actually creates another coin at some point. So, you know, it serves multiple purposes and it also kind of like that's the whole point of deregulating is the miners. The miners kind of keep it hands off for someone to just completely take over the process of sending the money back and forth. So that was my experience. And at the same thing, I got burnt out on it because owning a mining farm is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot. You got to be there 24-7. Things break. Uh, it's hot. You got to know software. I had to learn how to use Linux 
to program oh. stuff. I've never used it. I've never built a computer before I got into mining. Wow. Then, hey, yeah. you know, that that's actually pretty cool, man, because it, it's uh, I, I knew a guy who was telling me about Ethereum when it was like a couple bucks. Right. And mm-hmm. I was kind of burnt out from like Bitcoin. So I just I was listening to him. Like, OK, yeah, yeah. And this guy, like one day he just quit his job. Like, you know, he just say, hey, I, I'm, I'm leaving the company. I was like, what? And he made like millions of dollars from like buying Ethereum. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know, um, you know, I kind of missed the whole Ethereum, like when it first started. But I mean, yeah, you were definitely spot on. Cause I, I think Ethereum is definitely, uh, you know, like, I, like in me, like there, there's like definitely some groundbreaking crypto um, steps. Like first was obviously Bitcoin. Then you had the, the invention of proof of stake, which started with Peercoin by Sonny King. And then um, you had the uh, Ethereum, which kind of showed like, hey, you can do more than just like do transactions. You can like literally make it into a computer. And mm-hmm. I kind of didn't, you know, the, the crazy thing about it, like, you know, as I didn't get it at first. That's the crazy thing about Ethereum where like, you know, you would think that because I kind of got Bitcoin early that I would get Ethereum. I did not get it. Um, and then when I finally did, I like realized like, man, how did I miss this? <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, I, you know, and, but it's interesting as you said about the whole like mining thing, because we had an Ethereum mining rig that, uh, I, me and a, a couple of my friends, we were running and we ran into a bunch of problems running it. Um, I don't exactly. think we made any money with it, but that's why I'm really into proof of stake right now. Um, and, and that's kind of where you know, my, my, um, my interest is now because like proof of stake, um, blockchains kind of allow you to like be a miner without having to deal with, uh, the same level of hardware maintenance. There's a there's right. maintenance cause you have to have a server and like, you know, you have to maintain the server, but it's like, you know, it's, it's a lot times less, easier. A lot yeah. less. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I, I, I will tell you that I did enjoy the Ethereum wave because I got to quit my job also for about a year and I traveled the world. Oh, so nice. It was, it was profitable. It still is profitable. But yes, the different types of stakes of either proof of work or proof of stake, like that is a huge difference on what I think people's comfortability level will be getting into cryptocurrency on top of even understanding how important blockchain really is. Yes, yes. Well, that's cool, man. I, I'm glad that you were able to, because so many people don't do that. They, they don't um, take their profits and do something to enjoy it. And, and, and you know, instead of sometimes just reinvest, 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 they never actually take anything out. So I'm glad you actually uh, used, like, you know, your, you know, got something out of it. Yes, but now I'm definitely always more keen to look at proof of stake versus proof of work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I, I think, you know, even with Ethereum, I think they're shifting to proof of stake. And I think with all the, uh, the energy consumption that proof of work does, you know, as that, you know, I think that's going to become a bigger and bigger political issue when people realize, like, I think in Iran recently, there was a, uh, there was some major blackouts that came from like the Bitcoin miners. And so sure. there's a lot of controversy around that, but you they're know, using all the power, man. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was, um, you know, again, I, and I kind of briefly mentioned that, you know, Pure Coin was the first coin, you know, which nobody really knows about because they, they, they didn't really do good marketing. But, you know, there was a development named Sonny King, and he was the first developer to actually implement proof of stake um, blockchains. 
And, you know, the coin is still active today. Um, they have a pretty good community, but they just did not have a marketing ability. So I think it was a great coin, great idea, but they just never really went anywhere. And so, um, you know, but, you know, that idea of proof of stake has kind of taken over. And I think that, you know, I think in the long run, I think proof of stake is definitely going to be like the future. But, you know, people are still, you know, really 95% of the world doesn't even know about Bitcoin yet. So we're still in the early days. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, it definitely sounds like you have had a good run, a lot of experience with different types of cryptocurrencies, being in different types of markets. What are you doing now in the crypto space? So I'm doing a few things in the crypto space. Uh, the first thing, well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll start with the, uh, since we're talking about mining, that I actually started a, um, a mining pool on the Waves blockchain. I have one of the top 50 uh, nodes on their blockchain, but the way their system works is that it's proof of stake, but it's leash proof of stake, which means that, you know, anybody can leash to your node and they can gen- earn like, you know, um, basically a percentage of like whatever your node mines. And, but in order to become a miner, you have to have a minimum of a thousand of their tokens in order to like open up a mining operation. So it's kind okay. of an interesting like model because essentially it's like you, you know, but the, the other cool thing about it is that the people who lease to your node do not have to trust you because if they lease to your node, you do not take ownership of their tokens. They actually, their tokens stay in their wallet. And so the only thing you control is the payout. But the benefit of this model is that, you know, essentially, you know, anybody it's, it's almost like a crypto bank where people can like deposit into your bank, but they don't have to trust that you're going to, you know, t- steal the money. because they You know, you literally could not do it as you wanted to. So I think there's a lot of um, potential like opportunities that can come from this, you know, because I think the next level of the blockchain is going to be, hey, you, you, you really want to decentralize um ledger and i think that you have to make sure that you know the miners that it's it's something that anybody in the world can do and you know it was the uh with, with all the software that you know you and the hardware you need for a proof of work you know it's easy to become a centralized blockchain so you know that that's one thing i'm working on right now is essentially building my own node on this one blockchain and but that's still kind of in development. I will say I'm 80 percent there. I, have, I only have the website up yet, but I, I have it finished. I just haven't uploaded it. The uh, now the, the, the interesting project that I'm working on that's actually up. We just launched is um, a site called Crypto Tutors, CryptoTutors.com. Okay. Now, this is um, something that kind of came out. Um, it's a partnership. So I have two partners, uh, Nina Blankenship and Lisa Francois. Um, really, uh, really smart, talented woman. They are, um, they both, um, come from LinkedIn and I didn't know Lisa until like last year, like probably like mid last year. I have known Nina for almost like yeah, since, um, probably like 11 years, like since I was at UWF in Pensacola. So I, I've known her for a while, but, uh, we kind of just, you know, um, she went off to Singapore and was working out there and then she came back to the States recently. And, you know, we had had a conversation. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I really want you to, um, to meet my friend. So we kind of had a, uh, a Zoom conference and then the whole topic of cryptocurrency came up. And for, it was just the perfect synergy because they were interested in the space. I was interested in getting back in the space. And we just started brainstorming. And then 
things just started moving fast. And we, we came with the idea of crypto tutors because the, the fact is, is that there's so many people who do not know um, about cryptocurrency still and they feel intimidated by it. Um, you know, like, you know, even when we're talking with each other, like we, we might mention terminology and somebody's like, man, I don't know what they're talking about. Mining, Ethereum, Bitcoin, they're getting intimidated. And so we wanted to create a website that, that just simplifies it. It makes it super easy to understand that you're not intimidated and it could be fun. And so we just um, we filmed a course in October and we just launched the first course where we basically teach people how you can actually use on the blockchain to create your own bank accounts. And, you know, so it's a course on the on there, but we also offer tutoring services where you can get tutored one on one tutoring by certified tutors through our website. So we're in the very beginning stages. but you know, it's, um, you know, again, I'm just really into infrastructure and ev- education right now. Well, so on, tell, tell, tell us a little bit more about how you can use blockchain as a bank account. Okay, so. Like the, just the understanding yeah, of it. Absolutely. So the invention of the stable coin, I think is going to, was pretty um, groundbreaking because everybody knows that Bitcoin is, you know, has been very popular. But one of the biggest issues with Bitcoin is it's been extremely volatile. So, you know, we like the properties of Bitcoin, but, you know, you put $10,000 in it, it might be worth $8,000 tomorrow or it could be worth $13,000. We have no idea. So stable coins were invented to essentially give you all the properties that Bitcoin has minus the volatility. So as you put $10,000 into a stable coin, then the, tomorrow it will still be worth $10,000. And so now... Um, that was the first stable coins. They they really didn't do anything interesting other than just you know remove volatility. But in the last year, there's um this idea of stakeable stable coins that has came out, and this kind of goes back to the whole proof of stake model, where right. you essentially they issue stable coins that are backed by cryptocurrency that are staked, and so you eliminate the volatility, but you also get a percentage of the um the 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 um the earning from the staked rewards and they convert those to stable coins. So essentially you're earning interest on a non-volatile asset. Now, I've been in finance for a while and I studied a lot of finance. And I found this truly revolutionary because interest, the the very idea of interest, and I'll actually I'm I'll bring this back to physics. We gotta think about go back to Albert Einstein. When Albert Einstein um, basically connected, you know, energy and matter. And it was like a groundbreaking like idea that, that, that it kind of never existed. Interest, as we know it, has always been defined as lending, where if somebody, you know, if you deposit the money into a bank, the bank lends your money out. You know, they make a profit. And they give you some of the they give you a cut of it. That's you know, right. for thousands of years. That's how interest has been defined. With these stakeable stable coins, we're actually redefining what interest is. You're no longer lending money out. You're, you know, the, the interest that you're earning is coming from like providing security on a network with a completely different concept. It blows everything that we know about interest like out the window. Like the finance books are going to have to be rewritten. So I'm really excited from a theoretical perspective. So maybe this is the academic in me <laughs> because. You know, I, I, a lot of people are like, okay, like it's just interest. But I'm like, yeah, but the way that the interest is calculated is so groundbreaking that I don't think that people have fully registered that this is literally going to change like 
you know, like pensions and, and bond products and everything. So we're still in the early, early stages of this. And I almost feel like it's 2011 again, where I'm like in this very small like community. But, you know, I, there's so many ideas and potential. And I just like that energy. I, I think what people are not really understanding about cryptocurrencies and just where we're actually at, because, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, it's you're right. It is early stages. And that's the interesting. The interest that you just pointed out is something that's new. Like, I, I'm not even familiar with that. I, that's actually a very interesting concept. But I think the biggest thing that people kind of need to understand about where we're at in the crypto space and how everything can be, you know, in blockchain and how everything can be used around it is the fact that a few years ago or, you know, within our lifetimes, remember when we thought the number trillion would never exist? Yes. I think this is the same thing. It's that same part where we're not seeing the full picture of how cryptocurrencies and how blockchain is going to redefine industries, redefine markets, reshape the way of life of how we interact on a day-to-day basis just because it's, it is so new. And even though it's been out for over a decade at this point, it's still in its very, very infancy stages. So what are you guys teaching? Like, what do you guys, you know, how, tell us about your program, how it late, what you guys tutor about? Like, what, what, what are the things you talk about when you're, you're using your, your, your website, Crypto Tutors? Okay, so our first idea was to think that we really wanted to start with an idea that people already are comfortable with in finance. And that's why we um, started with the stakeable stablecoin because pretty much everybody is familiar with banks. People put money in banks and they collect interest. And so we figured, well, like, hey, this is the most relatable idea where people are like, well, why, why do I need Bitcoin? Like, well, hey, you use a bank account. Why not use this bank account where, you know, it's, it's easier. There's no maintenance fees. Um, and all we're going to do is just show you how to set it up. And so essentially on our website, we have a video that we a uh, video production that we made where you can buy the video and essentially learn about the stakeable stablecoin and you'll get step-by-step guidance on how to actually set up the account, you know, start with $20 and just, you know, put it into the bank account and they earn eight to 15% interest a year. So that is uh, substantially better than any bank that you can get in this environment. So that, that's the first product that we offer. Um, the second product that we offer is just basic tutoring services. So you can actually purchase, purchase a, let's say you just want help buying your first Bitcoin. You can go on our site and just purchase a one-hour session where somebody will get on a Zoom conference with you and walk you through setting up your account and basically just like, you know, making sure that you know exactly what you're doing. Or let's say you want to you transfer Bitcoin from one account to the next and you're just kind of nervous about that that somebody can show you like how to actually move Bitcoin from one account to the next. Now, I'll just, uh, one thing I will mention that, you know, on our tutoring site, we, we will only tutor you as about $20 worth of cryptocurrency. <laughs> okay. We are not going to help people move $10,000 from one account to the next. We do, we, we're really about teaching people techniques and the concept. Exactly. Because once you know the concept, you can go and do it on your, by yourself, like from there. But a lot of people, it's like, look, you know, I just want to learn how to do it. I, I want to watch somebody do it with me and then get comfortable with it. And so, you know, we're our goal is to, like, 
you know, any I, any question you have in cryptocurrency, we want people and you really want somebody there um, on standby to help you. We want to be there for those people. And also we're going to have a, um, a, a crypto couch section where we're going to be interviewing um, experts in the industry and, you know, just talking about like I think our first uh, interview is going to be on NFT tokens, non-fungible tokens. And so we're going to learn about what that is. And, you know, you're going to be able to uh, have the opportunity to, um, if you want to speak directly with experts in the industry, you can pay to actually speak to them directly and ask them questions. So, you know, our goal is really to uh, decentralize, you know, decentralize education where, you know, there's, this is, I think cryptocurrency is, is basically college level education, but the, we know that the education arena is changing rapidly. And so we want to, you know, be part of that revolution where we're, we're giving people like up-to-date information. And we're also making this accessible to, um, you know, one of our mission statements is like, we want to really make cryptocurrency accessible to like minorities, you know, and, and people of color, people who are who traditionally have not really been in this space. We want, you know, them to feel comfortable, like, you know, talking to people who look like them, who understand like where they come from and like really, you know, and just have relatable concepts. And what is the, Tell people what the importance is for, you know, minorities, people of color to understand, you know, the power of cryptocurrency and, you know, being in the finance space uh, just in general. Because, you know, for most people, everything is it stops with a bank. And even now, the concept of a bank is redefined because a lot of them don't even pay interest, you know, zero percent. So it's like, why are you holding our money? Exactly. Um, (laughs) So it's kind of give a little bit more. Uh, depth or understanding of you know why it's important to to look into cryptocurrency why it's the future how it's going to be able to shape and change your life um, on top of you know just the education about it as well absolutely and i think you start off perfectly like look the banks right now are not paying you any interest (laughs) so you know like part of like storing money is like you're trying to build wealth well these banks are paying nothing then you need to be able to put your money somewhere that can actually generate some interest. But you may not want to be exposed to the volatility of Bitcoin, but you still want to generate interest. And so that's one major benefit of cryptocurrency. But the other major benefit is just from finance in general. Look, you know, people of color, minorities, women, you know, have been blocked out of finance um, for you know, like since it's been around where like, you know, we don't control the banks. We don't control the money. We don't control any of the decisions that like whether the decision that interest rates go up or down, we're not even at the table. We literally just take what other people say, oh, well, this is what the money is going to be. And we just take it. And so the exciting thing about cryptocurrency is that it's so new that it's allowing anybody who's interested and passionate to have a seat at the table. You don't have to get elected. You don't have to get appointed. You don't have to be born into a certain family. All you have to be willing to do is be educated and if you're passionate, then, hey, you can rise up and be at the table and, and be one of the people who's actually changing, you know, um, you know, like the dynamics. I mean, just from this conversation, I mean, it, it, you know, think about this. Like at one point in time, you had probably the largest Ethereum mining operating pool in North America. I mean, that's a, a very impressive feat. And think about that, like where, you know, imagine like being a central banker, like how hard that would would have to, you know, to to become like a central banker in America 
but you were able to essentially be one of the largest central bakers of Ethereum, which is like one of the largest, you know, cryptocurrencies in the world right now. And so I think that those are, um, that's kind of what I look at where I think there are opportunities um, also for doing international um, transactions. Like, you know, I, I talk to a lot of my friends who are from, uh, you know, you know, the Caribbean or Africa, and we talk about sending money back home. Well, you know, sending a few dollars to like Nigeria or Zimbabwe through cryptocurrency is is like a few pennies. It's cheap. So you can yes. send money back instantaneously. You know, you don't have to use Western Union. Um, so, you know, we're having, you know, and, I, I, and it's, it's really starting to take off in Nigeria, too, because I, you know, I actually connected with some friends there. And, you know, like the whole Bitcoin market is taking off. So, you know, and, and also just trust the money itself where cryptocurrency, uh, one of the biggest issues, um, and this, I, I, let me just step back. This is another reason why I've been passionate about um, cryptocurrency, because my father from Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe is one country that is known for hyperinflation, where yes. they essentially <laughs> overprinted the money. I remember going back in, I think, 2011, and they were... Ch- a hundred trillion dollar bills everywhere. I'm not talking about you get bags of money, $500 billion notes. Like it was, it was just ridiculous. And, you know, I, I've been there where there was like just money everywhere. People just use the money as toilet paper. It didn't, it, it meant nothing. And then when you see that, it really makes you wonder like, what exactly is money? Like you, you really wonder like, you know, what, why do we value it here? But they, they don't care about it there. And you realize it's about scarcity. If money isn't scarce enough, then it has no value. And so, you know, it's important that, you know, like as you're working for money that um, in order for it to maintain its value, that like you have to trust that the people who are controlling it, like are going to are going to keep it scarce. And so, um, you know, I think a cryptocurrency, you know, basically you don't have to trust the politician to keep to maintain the scarcity of money It's controlled by a, you know, encryption. And, you know, it's kind of like a, its own validation. So people can trust it. Like, hey, Bitcoin, there's no there's not going to be more than 21 million Bitcoins ever in, in existence. And so there that's just a whole nother like, you know, aspect of it that um, it, I think is going to take off, especially in Africa, where people are trying to figure out, like, if you want to if a country wants to issue their money, how do you ensure that this that your citizens trust it? Well, as you issue it on the blockchain, then they don't have to trust you anymore. They just have to trust the blockchain. But that still enables you to like have your own currency, but it allows another um, third party to kind of ensure the security of your currency. So for people who don't realize how important this is, there are countries, one of the biggest economies in the world, set to be the biggest economy in the world probably next year. China has started their own digital currency. It is on blockchain. It's exactly what this conversation that we're talking about is right now. and so. What Moeti is actually speaking about is being able to teach you guys, if China's doing it, why you should probably be paying attention to it. Because if they're doing it, it probably means there's some importance behind it. And that is the whole point of crypto tutors, right? It's to be able to educate, be able to have access, to make it a lot less... Um, less intimidating. Less, yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, less intimidating for you to go find out that information. And Absolutely. just to let you know how much of a value this really is, is when I started out, when Moetti started out, when anybody who started out before, you know, there was really a lot of information on the internet, 
we spent hours upon hours upon days <laughs> learning about yeah. things that only a few people knew. Yeah. And still, it's still a very, you know, scarce knowledge marketplace. You know, you do have some experts, but they're not giving you the game with easy access. So, you know, they might say, yes, the cryptocurrency is good, but they don't tell you the why. And so I feel like, you know, what you're doing, Modi, is it's genius. I love it. Um, and it's it's a great tool to give and skill to let everyone have. And it's, you know, it, it sounds affordable. So uh, definitely. So what I want you to do is I want you to take a moment, let people know where they can find it at, where they can find you, where they can find your partners, any information so they can go follow you on all the social media. That way they can have more access to you so that you can give them more of the game of why cryptocurrency is the new wave, why it's the future, why you should be involved in it. All right, definitely. Well, what I would tell everybody is to go to www.cryptotutors.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-O-T-U-T-O-R-S.com. And on that website, you know, as you go to the founders page, you will, um, you will see information about me and my partners. Um, and basically, our bios are on there. Our contact information is there. And also, we have a tutor page, too, where we have um, right now we have four tutors um, who are uh, great tutors who, who can basically um, tutor you on, on really the basics of a cryptocurrency. Right now, we're just focusing on the Waves blockchain, but we can also talk about Bitcoin. We can help you set up accounts, how to transfer and just teach you like some of the basics. And, you know, and in the future, we're going to have uh, we're going to expand our tutoring pool where, you know, because essentially we, hey, we want just we, we want you on there. You know, <laughs> we, we want right. um, we want uh, people who like, you know, like say your experience with Ethereum um, and, and mining. We want to be able to like say, hey, look, you know, if you're interested in mining or you're interested in this um, topic in cryptocurrency, here goes an, a subject matter expert and you can have a Zoom conference directly with him. And, and basically get that knowledge because there's so much knowledge in this space that neither, none of us can have a monopoly on it. And so our goal is to like, look, you know, we cannot, you know, give you all the information, but we can give you access to everybody who has the information and we can connect with you and make it a personalized experience. And so, um, you know, like, again, we're in the early stages, but, you know, definitely check it out. And, and also, you know, if you're really ambitious, you know, hey, um, you know, it, the, uh, the our 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 course, you know, we 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 uh we had a full team come in. Uh, we, we flew to Orlando and had a, a whole development team come in. And like it, we, I think this is probably the uh, you know one of the biggest productions in cryptocurrency as far as education. I don't know if anybody's ever actually done this before. We we literally um you know put together a team and said, look, let's make a fun, entertaining um tutorial on how to basically create your own crypto bank. And there's like graphics, it's like super fun. Lisa is a, is an amazing, um, you know, on, on camera, just, you know, she's very friendly. And so, um, you know, we really put a lot of work into that too. So that, that, to me, that's also a great starting place as well. So, you know, we have a lot of content right now, but we're, there's going to be more content in the future. Definitely check us out, CryptoTutors.com. Crypto Tutors, Crypto Tutors, Crypto Tutors, hey. It's a wave. Making money in my sleep? Making money in my sleep.